It is necessary to investigate before legislating. But the line between investigating and persecuting is a very fine one. Now a man is seen walking towards the officer's SUV, but the deputy's SUV investigators tell us it seems the suspect was going to pass them, then turned and fired multiple shots while the two were parked. multiple locations that have been burning in Kenosha, Wisconsin. Madam Speaker, my colleagues, my fellow Americans, I rise to support the impeachment of President Donald J. Trump. As far as the allegations of the CIA hacking the Senate computers, nothing can be could be volatile, and I'm about to talk to him about allegations that he was involved with prostitutes in Moscow and that the Russians taped it and have leverage over him. And now, here's CD Media's host of Information Operation. Welcome to Information Operation. We've got a really special guest for you today, uh, Colonel Retired uh, U.S. Army Phil Waldron who worked with Allied Signal or Allied Security Operations Group in the recent elections uh, in the audits of Antrim County and others. Uh, welcome to the show, Phil. Thanks for having me, Todd. Happy to be here. So you've been deeply involved in the audits. I happen to believe the audits are the path forward to basically delegitimize this regime that has installed itself through fraud into the White House. And uh, they're obviously trying to stop a lot of this evidence and information from getting out. But there was some recent releases, uh, which uh, specifically to Antrim County, which I found fascinating. Do you want to go into that a little bit and just tell our audience what was actually found? Because I don't think it's got enough press. Yeah, um, the the preliminary report on Antrim, as you were, came out, you know, before you know, before January 6th. So it, it was out there and it really showed lots of vulnerabilities in the hardware and in the system that um, could be readily exploitable. Um, things like hard-coded passwords. That means if you get a new, um, you get a new laptop and there is all, there's an administrator password that you can't change, you can't lock out. And so that exists in, in this software. So a hard-coded password is very problematic because anybody that ever had the administrator password can, can log in remotely to the system. Um, right. Subsequently to, to you know, the, all the errors, uh, the error ballots that we saw, the numbers of uh, lines of code that were error codes, um, uh, April 9th, I believe it was a Friday, um, the second, really, the, the, the release of information from some of our team members uh, that had had time to do a much deeper uh, dive. We weren't pressed for uh, hearing with the judge and, and lawsuit, uh, the rigor and roll. We're, we're not, uh, none of us are lawyers, so <laughs> we, just, uh, we just work on the problem set. Uh, but the, the, the secondary uh, release of information was really pretty damning, and it, uh, it it showed that the the CEO of Dominion uh, on I believe he was under oath in front of the Michigan uh, Senate uh, 
or the, the oversight committee. Um, basically, he was uh, perjuring himself. Uh, the, the Antrim County proposal for the wireless results transmission uh, included uh, 17 ICP external wireless modems, uh, and that is uh, for the for the current equipment they had. And this proposal is dated April 17, 2017, from Dominion. Uh, and that there's just miraculously there's 17 ICP tabulators with ballot boxes. And as part of the discovery process, um, so so first off, that means that this equipment was connected to the internet. Uh, it, it proves that our our allegations were were true, um, and that these uh, these systems, um, the ICX systems, um, had previous communications with uh, Taipei, the Ministry of Education Commuter, uh, Computer Center, and then a second IP address in Nuremberg, Germany. So they did in fact communicate outside of the country. So, um, and this, this was, this was in, in Michigan. So directly related to the Antrim County case that uh, Matt DiPerno, and if, and if you'd like any of this information, it's on uh, mattdepernolaw.com. Uh, Matt is uh, doing great work um, with, a, with a small local uh, lawsuit. Uh, he really created sort of the case withstanding that is, you know, the thread that's being pulled to unravel a lot of the, the mysteries uh, and the, you know, the hidden nature yeah. of, uh, of Dominion uh, as well as yes and We're going to let him go into all that. Matt, yeah. Matt, Matt's awesome. He'll, he'll get to it. So there, there was um, another interesting email uh, that was um, back from August. So it was after the primaries. And it was from a lady named Cheryl Holmes at dominionvoting.com. She copied two of her compadres, uh, David Stahl at dominionvoting.com and Tim Bombach at uh, dominionvoting.com. And, uh, you know, they were, they were talking about issues that they had in the primaries. And one of the things that they said, you know, they had higher than usual reports of ballots uh, jamming in the tabulator. This was due to long ballots, greater number of folds. In a rainy election day, so the humidity made the, the ballots tear more easily. Uh, but then they said modem transmission this election were terrible in some areas. Failures and timeouts due to weaker 3G signals and cellular network issues meant that some of your precincts weren't able to transmit, but instead brought the card into tally. So we turned off image saving, which will improve the transmission by a few seconds image saving being the, the scanned ballot images, uh, right. which also weren't found on the Antrim County um, machines, the 22 machines that were analyzed for this election, they were in the previous elections. So we turned off image savings to improve the transmission by a few seconds. We are testing the maximum timeout settings for receipt of the transmission on the servers to see if that will improve the success rate. So we'll also be doing some testing in the county to see if there are any ways to improve upon the process. So this massive lie, this lie that is built around, well, these machines aren't connected to the internet. They're air gap. And the director of CISA at DHS, Chris Krebs, said they're not connected to the internet. So this is the most secure election possible. Right. Right. All of this house of cards is built on a lie. And the lie is that they weren't connected to the internet. And this is, uh, you know, pretty, pretty critical information. Um, and it, 
back to the point of we turned off the image saving. And so elections are managed and, and regulated by the legislature. The legislature decides the law. And, and right. obviously that's signed into law by the governor, but the legislature, the state legislature, those elected officials that are closest to the people of Michigan, of Arizona, of Texas, wherever you are, the state legislature is, is the, the place that's closest to the people. And that's why they've got constitutionally the power vested in them. The legislature didn't decide to turn off image saving. The secretary of state's office didn't decide to turn off image saving. The county election administrator or officials or the county commissioners or the county judge didn't turn off the image saving. The precinct judge didn't turn off image saving. Dominion turned off image saving. And they did that apparently remotely. So when you think about, you know, the fact that, well, yeah. nobody can get into these systems, nobody can, can, can manipulate. Well, Dominion's own email strongly suggests that they did. They decided. Which, which is the evidence that needs to be there for what the ballots actually, what the voters actually were trying to do. Is that correct? Well, in ballot it, images? Yeah, it, it, the scan ballot images are required, um, and, and you know you can dig into Title Forty Two of the U.S. Code. Um, happy to read a couple of excerpts from that to to, to share why. But any piece of election related material, paper or otherwise, is required to be retained. So those scan ballot images are a requirement to be retained for twenty two months under you know the Federal Election Code under U.S. Uh, Code title or Title Forty Two of the U.S. Code. A private contractor just decided on their own to not do that. We turned off image savings, which will improve transmission by a few seconds. So two major, major issues in that one sentence from Cheryl Holmes at Dominion Voting to the the, the county um, right election administrators and. Yeah, it, it's it's kind of interesting, but uh, Title 42 of the U.S. Code, Section 1974, uh, talks about officers of elections shall retain and preserve for a period of 22 months from the date of any general, special, or primary election of which candidates for the office of president, vice president, presidential elector, member of the Senate, member of the House of Representatives, or, represent, or resident commissioner from the Commonwealth of Puerto Rico are voted for comma, all records and papers which come into his possession relating to any application, registration, payment of poll tax, or other act requisite to voting in such election. And it goes on to say there's some exceptions for, for Puerto Rico. But that language in the U.S. Code is very, very clear. Uh, any officer or custodian who willfully fails to comply with the section shall be fined not more than $1,000 or imprisoned not more than one year or both. So this is the piece that comes in with that applies to these folks at Dominion. This uh, Title 42, U.S. Code, Section 1974, Alpha. Theft, destruction, concealment, mutilation, or alteration of records or papers. So I've heard some people say, well, the records is just a ballot. No, 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 records or papers. Any yeah. record connected to the, the election. We've this had is, the same issue in Fulton County with some of our research where they've been throwing out ballots, exactly. envelopes, every you know, pieces exactly. of paper they wrote on, everything, receipts. Yep. It says any person, whether or not an officer of election or custodian who willfully, 
steals, destroys, conceals, mutilates, or alters any record or paper required by Section 1974 of this title to be retained and preserved shall be fined not more than $1,000 or in prison, not more than one year or both. So Section 1974 Alpha applies to these these three folks in this email at Dominion. So I'm hoping that uh, a prosecutor in uh, Antrim County, Michigan is is listening. I'm sure Matt um, is, is already is already talking to them, but that's a violation of U.S. code with a penalty of up to a year in jail. So it's 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 pretty clear that uh, the initial the initial work opened the door. It provided a glimpse into you know the the machines at Antrim. Again, this uh, prior to six months ago, there had not been you know an election audit done. Yeah. Uh, it's it, to my knowledge, it's it's relatively new. And uh, when you look at um, Maricopa County, which is the fourth largest county in the country, that that's uh, ongoing this week. Uh, that that election or that uh, audit will be happening this week. Uh, we had a two and a half hour call last night with uh, Wyndham Township in New Hampshire. They're going to do an audit based on some you know some uh, variable uh, outputs in the machines there. Even if it was a small uh, ten thousand uh, ten thousand vote township. There were you know, a 300 vote uh, deductions on some candidates and a 270 vote plus on some apps. So it made a close to a 500 vote swing in a, yeah. in a small election, which represents, you know, close to 10% uh, of the election swing. And these were older machines. These weren't Dominions. These were D-Bold machines or D-Bold machines, however you, however you prefer to, uh, to pronounce it. Um, this past weekend. family of, uh, of businesses, correct? They've all been acquired and you know, move back and forth. Correct. And, all yeah. That. Yeah. and these, the, the ones in New Hampshire are an older generation machine uh, for sure. But mm -hmm. um, you know, whether it's malign intent, whether it's errors, whether it's machine error, uh, there could be any number of things. It could be, you know, that machine coding, uh, you know, could have been messed up. The scanner could have been messed up. The cover plate could have been, you know, you're supposed to clean the, clean the scanner face every so many ballots so that it gets a, a clean scan. Could have been any number of things. Um, but uh, fortunately, the the both of both of the houses uh, in the state um, New Hampshire, I think in a bipartisan way, passed this bill. The governor signed it. And now Wyndham Township is um, proceeding forward to select auditors and get the audit completed. But it's, what about it, we've the, also, uh, I, I heard something that the, the motherboards had actual modems installed in them. Was that in Antrim County also? Uh, that was in uh, ES&S machine, uh, and that was in Michigan also. It was a DS200 uh, machine, and they had a, uh, a 4G wireless modem installed on the motherboard inside the machine, undetectable from the outside. And so, again, the myth... The, the myth of, you know, these machines are air gapped. They're not connected. You know, you don't necessarily, you don't need a, um, you know, USB cord or a, a cat five cable, or, you know, an internet connection cable to connect to the machines for those machines to communicate this 4g, um, this 4g communication would, you know, basically connect over any wireless network uh, over a cell phone. And so it's, they were designed to, communicate over the wireless network 802.11 compliant uh, signals and that basically in Antrim County, <laughs> well, 
sorry, but the takeaway from Antrim County was that the, the about 80%, the error rate was set abnormally high for adjudication, right? So that it was, if I remember, like 70 to 80% of the ballots were sent for adjudication or something like that? Yeah, it was, it was a large number that had to be manually adjudicated. And uh, Antrim County didn't have electronic adjudication, so they had to be um, manually adjudicated by the election administrators. I see. I stepped on you. What were you going to say about the uh, ESNS machine? I was going to say about the the, the Tellet chip. Um, and again, you, you you see a common thread, but uh, this Tellet chip was made in Taiwan. So you know, we talked earlier about the you know, IP addresses uh, communicating with the the Ministry of Education in Taiwan. This company, uh, one of the board members, is a you know quote unquote a mysterious uh, Chinese billionaire that's a, a CCP you know Chinese Communist Party member. Uh, right. So again, the the links that go back to China keep keep growing. The more the more we dig, the more we find. And this Tellet chip on the ES uh, ESNS uh, DS two hundred machines were definitely linked to Taiwan and with direct links back to the Chinese Communist Party. And so it doesn't yeah. matter if your county has Dominion machines or ESNS machines or Heart machines your county is vulnerable go back to paper ballots until this reaches you know zero and a reset and we can get a handle on all of this foreign uh, the foreign equity investment into these elections foreign interference into our elections and you know get the machines straightened out squared away strip them down to bare bones inspect them and make sure that there's yeah. no way for them to communicate I just say get rid of them all together and just go back yeah, to paper yeah, ballots. Yeah, just something to scan the ballots, you know, that, that's it, yep. right? Yep, dumb optical scanner. Talk, to give me your thoughts on the Maricopa audit. I mean, what do, you, do you have anything that you could add there as far as what, I mean, it seems to me that we're going to have a, a warehouse fire or something coming because they, <laughs> they really don't want these ballots to be looked at. Well, I think they deployed uh, Mark Elias and a whole, uh, a whole battalion of lawyers out there to uh, – you know, interdict and, and delay and uh, interfere with the audit. Uh, I don't think the uh, I don't think the Senate's going to allow that. They're dead set on getting this done. The the people of uh, Arizona are pretty uh, <laughs> pretty firm in their demands. Uh, as a matter of fact, their their recall um, process is is still ongoing uh, mm -hmm. against the board of supervisors and I believe the governor and a couple others yeah. in the state. So I know that the the teams are are being assembled and going through um, kind of marshalling and training. They got the last of the equipment, I believe, shipped in. The uh, I mean the the ground team of Arizona citizens who have all been background checked uh, that are going to do actually touch the ballots and do the hand um, mm -hmm. part of the hand count of the, the uh, audit. I think there's uh, 130 upwards of 130 individuals on the hand count team, and I believe. Uh, close to 40 observers. Um, everything will be live captured, uh, video captured. I don't think the I don't think the judge allowed it to be live streamed, but it'll be live captured so that you know you can watch on camera uh, a box of ballots go into a counting station with you know two person chain of custody and every piece every piece of paper being handled. So there'll be no question about. Um, once the, the, the audit teams receives the ballots and all the chain of custody documents and all the equipment from Maricopa mm -hmm. County, I believe it's, I believe the, the official that would transfer those over this, the recorder, the county recorder, 
uh, once they've gotten that and gotten an affidavit from the recorder uh, with that chain of custody documentation that this represents all of the equipment and all of the ballots in Maricopa County and that they've been unaltered since the uh, the election. That's the big question, right? How can you can you tell if they've been altered? If can you tell if the machines have been toyed with? Yeah, the logs, the logs in the machines will will show. Um, some some people even said, well, you know, they they replaced all the guts to the to the computers. Well, if they replace the guts, then the metadata would uh, would reflect that. And there's also these things called serial numbers on motherboards and characteristics of motherboards. So you can determine lot numbers uh, when and where they were uh, they were manufactured uh, and installed. And, and you got to remember, there's 553, I believe, uh, mm -hmm. at least 500 plus precincts. So there's there's a whole bunch of those precinct image gas machines. And so to go back and replace the motherboards, uh, they're going to leave signs, prints, and uh, indicators of, uh, of manipulation of those machines. Uh, the big what, what thing is the chain of custody issue, um, because people are saying because you moved the equipment that it may alter, you know, screw up the chain of custody and therefore they can come and say, well, this wasn't a real audit. You know, I've heard a lot of things. Yeah, they can say whatever they want to, but that's the whole part that the county delivers and the county ascribes and, and you know, puts in an affidavit that, yes, this is the original equipment and we're handing over chain of custody. So you remember those 553 machines, those weren't all set up in the county offices. The servers and those things were, and whether you know the, the connection to the servers uh, or to the routers in the county, um, the county offices, that will not be in its native environment. But all the precinct image cast, they're not in that county facility anyway. They're always out in a precinct or a school or a church or right. wherever the, the polling places are for those precincts. And so all of those precinct image cast machines are in their their quote unquote non-native environment. So they're they're not going to be uh, set up how they were on election day either. Um, so if they pull they pull the servers and all the other listed equipment in the contract, um, it's not going to be connected um, to you know the the, the routers, uh, the wireless routers, the hardware routers that they were at the county. But the logs and everything will should reflect it. Now, Maricopa County has two full-time Dominion employees whose place of duty is there at that county election warehouse. And so it's now been, what, six months? So there could have been a lot of uh, manipulation or alteration of, uh, of the equipment. And um, again, if, if the logs you know, have been erased, if the logs have been altered, that'll be detectable. And again, the cover-up is worse than the crime and again, that's why the wording in Title 42 or, you know, right. U.S. Code 4274A, it's not just it's the concealment, mutilation or alteration of the records is just as much a crime as failing to maintain proper chain of custody. So it doesn't matter. You know, they're, they're, the Senate will get a, re, a, a results, a report. If there were no indications of uh, malign activity, then that'll be the report that goes to the Senate. If all the ballots, the, the hand ballots checked out mm -hmm. to the tapes, to the scan ballot images, to all the audit reports in you know the chapter eight of the Dominion um, mm -hmm. uh, handbook, then that's what the report to the Senate will say. If things have been altered, if there's been a cover up, well, the Senate will get that too, and they can refer that to 
you know, the uh, attorney general for action. Well, that's extremely interesting. Is there anything else you want to add on the uh, on the three or four audits that are ongoing at this point? <laughs> there's there's even more. Uh, really? This yeah. past weekend, um, talked to some folks from Oregon who, uh, you know, talked about one county where they had 80,000 more ballots and registered voters. And so, uh, you know, it, again, this is not about, you know, the battleground states. This is not about overturning an election. This is about uh, protecting the Constitution and the civil rights of every American. So those 80,000 ballots that were cast that were for unregistered voters or more than they had registered voters, that violates the civil rights of 80,000 people who voted legitimately in, yeah. in that state. And so it's not, you know, like, I don't care if you vote for Bernie Sanders, for, you know, Bozo the Clown, Trump, right. Biden, whoever, your vote ought to count as one vote for whoever you wanted. And if that's the will of the American people and that fits our, um, you know, our constitutional decree of government, you know, by and for the people, we the people, it matters. And that's what matters. Well, fantastic, Phil. Um, I'd like to have you back on maybe in a few weeks down the road just to, you know, give us an update on how things stand. I mean, you, you've got some unique insights and uh, I really appreciate it. And I know our audience really appreciates it. Appreciates it so thank you. You bet. Thanks for having me on, Todd. I'll jump on whenever we can. Awesome. Take care. All right. Appreciate Bye. it.